Welcome to Electric Sports Talk, your one-stop show for all things sports. Here at Electric Sports Talk, we focus on sports and only sports. And now, here's your host, Ty Crystal. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Electric Sports Talk. As you heard, I'm your host, Ty Crystal. Nice to have you guys along. Doing something new today. It's uh, college basketball talk, and it should be fun. Chris, you are joining me today for some college basketball talk. Wah! Yes, I am. <laughs> Good to have you. Um, I was going to record this episode by myself, and then you said that you wanted to be on. So, Well, I mean, you and I, you follow it more than I do, but uh-huh. I follow college basketball. That's one of the sports that I do follow. Uh-huh. Uh, I have a lot more interest in it than I do the NBA by yes. far. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah. I thought I'd join in. No, it's good. Uh, I'm actually happier doing it with someone than doing it by myself. Um, so we figured we'll start on the rankings. We'll talk a little bit about the latest bracketology release from Joe and Darty, and then uh, we'll just kind of go over some conference standings and give you guys some updates on how some teams around the countries uh, that aren't in the top 25 are doing. Um, that's just kind of where we'll go. So uh, let's start with the rankings. Uh, Chris, is there anyone in the AP Top 25 specifically that you want to talk about or anyone that's kind of standing out to you as we uh, are kind of into the season? Well, in the Top 25, I noticed that Gonzaga, again, is the perennial number one pick uh, for a lot of people. I'm kind of surprised by Baylor number two, mm-hmm. to be honest. Yeah, um, Kansas been... is no shock at number three. Um, Villanova, again, no shock. Houston, Wisconsin, everybody's in there that you kind of expect to be in there, uh, except for, like I said, except for Baylor. I, I, I'm amazed at them being at number two. And then, you know, you, you have the perennial powerhouse teams. So um, do you want to go through them from 25 to 1? or Yeah, let's go, through, let's go through from 25 to 1. Uh, that sounds like a good idea. So Ohio State at 25 right now, and I believe these rankings are, I think they're as current as like this week. Uh, Monday or something like that. So there's been maybe some differences like in their win-loss records because I know Houston, who's up at five, lost last night. Um, so they do have a loss now. But yeah, Ohio State at five, uh, 25. They're having a pretty good season out of the Big Ten. Virginia Tech at 24, they're having a good season as well. Virginia, who started up ranked really high and then has fallen to 23. Um, what do you think about the Cavaliers actually being four and two um, and struggling. They played Gonzaga the other day and, and really struggled against Gonzaga. Well, I think everybody's going to struggle against Gonzaga. I kind of watched the Gonzaga-Dixie State game last night, and I, I felt bad for Dixie State because, uh-huh. I mean, they just <laughs> they got clean. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of surprised the Cavaliers are having the initial start up to the season that they are, and I I don't know. Are they having some COVID issues? Are um, they? Yeah, I mean, they've been dealing a little bit with COVID, but for the most part, it's just it's just been more, you know, rough going at the start of the season. Um, so if you actually look at their schedule, like they lost early to San Francisco, and then they had some games canceled in between Kent State and William and Mary, and they haven't really played like anyone super strong until that Gonzaga loss and. Man, they really got worked by Gonzaga. They lost 98-75. to Uh, And I don't know if that's so much how good Gonzaga is. Not really that Virginia is a bad team. Um, But, yeah, COVID has put an impact on them. But what do you think here? So they're playing Notre Dame today, which I'm a Notre Dame basketball fan as well Mm -hmm. as a football fan. 
Uh, I'm going to be curious to see how this game comes out. It should be interesting. It's I, at Notre Dame, too. Yeah, and they're at Notre Dame, so I'm kind of... I mean, it's too early to say that they're out of the running in the top 25, but I don't think they can suffer very many more losses mm-hmm. and still stay in the top 25. Yeah, no, that's true. Uh, it'll be an interesting game, but what do you think about like San Francisco and Gonzaga, two WCC teams being the only losses on the schedule for the Cavaliers so far? Speaks pretty well, well to the WCCC. Yeah, does that speak highly of the West Coast Conference? Or, or mm-hmm. Is it a conference that's finally coming of age? Yeah, no, I, I think it is, actually. Uh, and we can talk about the later in the conference standings when we go more in-depth on some of the conferences. The WCC actually has uh, really good teams uh, in their conference this, this year. Uh, it's definitely a conference that I'm interested to watch. The next three here, we got Oregon and Minnesota tied at 21 right now, and Duke, who is at 20. Uh, what do you make of Duke having a rough start to their season? Uh, they're falling in at number 20 right now. I mean, not typically the kind of start that we're used to seeing from a powerhouse program like Duke, and they have been dealing with some COVID problems too. Um, I think Krzyzewski will get it under control. Uh, it, I think right now he's kind of, I don't know how I want to describe it, struggling, mm-hmm. for lack of a better word, trying to get things under control. You know, they didn't have a good showing against Michigan State. Illinois really cleaned them. I just that just amazes me how how Illinois handled them. That is so unduke like. It's mm-hmm. it's pretty rare for them to lose that badly. Um, again, you know, I think it's early on. They handled Notre Dame when they played Notre Dame. So I think all we can do is just you know, sit down and enjoy the games and see what happens. I mean, it's early in the season yet. But. Well, they have a good stretch as soon as the new year comes. They got Florida State, Boston College, and Wake Forest. I mean, that could be a good run of three games to get back in the groove of things. Florida State might be a tough opponent. But, you know, Boston College and Wake Forest, that could be some not easy wins, but some winnable games that Duke can pick up on their schedule. Well, and Wake really Forest, get back though, in they the generally put a pretty good team on the floor. Mm-hmm. So that may be more of a struggle than than we realize, knowing how Duke is performing to this point. I agree with that. Uh, Minnesota kind of surprising me being in the top twenty five. I did not, I did not think they were going to be as good as they have been this season. Uh, if we kind of look at their schedule, you know they knocked off number four Iowa and they beat Michigan State in back to back games. That's a pretty good little stretch that they got going there. Um, do you expect the Gophers to kind of hang out up here in in the rankings? Because the Big Ten, the conference they're in, it's it's very strong this year. Well, again, like you said, the Big Ten's a strong conference this year. And so I think when it gets into conference, we can drill down on it a little more and see how they're actually doing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it looks like they had good games against LMU and North Dakota. Um, I don't know what North Dakota's like. Probably a, a Division One school, but probably a Division One and a quarter. Yeah, not not <laughs> not the best. That's or, for sure. Or a two and seven eighths or something but like that. But you got to beat who's in front of you, right? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm, you do. Totally. Yeah, you do. And that's what they did. Uh, it looks to me like they put a real hurt on Green Bay when they played them in their first. Yeah, game. and Green Bay's not like a terrible team by any stretch. Um, so I. They got some good wins on their schedule so far, and the Minnesota's impressed me. Uh, the next three, we got Michigan State at 17, Florida State at 18, and Northwestern at 19. That's an interesting group of three we got here, uh, but anything you want to say about 17 through 19? 
I'm uh, surprised Florida State's down that low, to be honest with you. They generally put a pretty good team on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they're struggling. I don't know what kind of issues they're having or, or, or you know, anything like that. They didn't – you know, they had a 10-point loss to Clemson. Um, but then they had – they that was coming off of a loss, a win, a loss, and a win sort of thing. So I don't know. Florida State, it's, it's early in the season. Um uh, I guess we're just going to have to hang on and watch. Well, I mean, they have these two wins over Indiana and Florida, which I I count as pretty good wins. Um, And then to lose to Clemson by 10, who's not as good as they have been in the past this year, I mean, you got to get that win, I think, in that – on that road to Clemson because your next game is against Duke and then you got Syracuse, which will be a big game. Um, And then you're on the road again for Pitt. So it's an interesting dynamic that Florida State's got going here. Uh, are you worried that this next three stretch of games could ten- potentially be like a skidding point for the Seminoles? So you're talking Duke, uh, Syracuse, and Pittsburgh is mm-hmm. those three? Yeah. Boy, I don't know. I mean, Duke's struggling. That really is kind of a flip a coin game to me. Um, Syracuse, I think they generally are pretty pretty good team along with Pittsburgh. So, yeah, I think it could be a tough stretch for them, but gotta, I don't think the yeah. first game is going to be the decider. I think it'll probably be the Syracuse and Pittsburgh games mm-hmm. that are going to be the ones that are really going to well, show their merit. You got to be on your game in the ACC, that's for sure. Boy, that's yeah, absolutely. It's a tough conference all the time. Yeah, fourteen through sixteen, all Big Ten teams. I mean, we're kind of seeing a theme here in the rankings. There's a lot of Big Ten teams all throughout. Records at fourteen, Illinois at fifteen, and Michigan at sixteen. Now Illinois, they got some real NBA talent on their team. Uh, but they are, I think they got like three losses now. Yeah, they're seven and three. And they've lost some of their bigger games against Rutgers, Missouri, Baylor. I mean, they did beat Duke, and they got the nice win recently against Indiana. Uh, but with such a tough conference in the Big Ten, and for all three of these teams to be ranked right here, all out of the Big Ten, uh, what, do, what do you make of that? I think Michigan is the real mystery here. They're seven and oh. And looking at the scores of the games that they've had so far, the closest one they had was Penn State. But the rest of them, they pretty well handled everybody. I mean, we're talking a 20 to 30-point spread on some of those games. And to me, that's the kind of mystery team right now of those three. Well, so it is interesting you bring up their schedule and, and talk about their, you know, the difference in the scoring. Because when you do look at who they played, it's not like they've played any great teams, per se, they just kind of played some okay teams in in more uh, lower conferences. So is it at all worrisome that they'll be starting conference play, kind of getting in the thick of it, and then they have like not a bunch of high-profile games before conference play? No, I, I don't worry about that with basketball teams because really what the, pre, you know, what the preseason is, what the non-conference games are all about, are just learning each other's uh, – tendencies and traits on the floor yeah, I agree. Uh, who they can go to who they can't go to you know and, and really when you get right down to it when you're starting the season fresh every coach is kind of struggling to come up with okay who's my starting five mm-hmm. who are my bench four or five however many you know whatever his rotation wants to be right uh, i you know coaches every year i mean they've got to learn what kind of minutes they can put their players in uh for fatigue factors and things like that. So I don't worry too much about the there's, fact. There's so much to work out, right? Like, yeah, I mean. Once you get into conference, that's when you really start to nail down things like that. Yes, exactly. And the thing about it is when you get into conference play, I'm not going to say you better have everything figured out, but you can't take 
any losses in conference play. Yeah, you you've really got to keep. Yeah, you got to you got to minimize those losses. Yes, for exactly. sure. Uh, the next three we got here, we got Creighton at 11, Missouri at 12, and Texas Tech at 13. So Missouri's a big surprise team in the ranking so far for me. Um, I guess they kind of they kind of flew under my radar. Uh, if we look, they got wins over Oregon and Illinois as some of their biggest wins. And then this they, this Bradley win, actually, that they just recently picked up is nice, too. So, I mean, it's been a while since Missouri has been, like, super great uh, and been ranked even this high. But uh, what do you think about this 11 through 13 ranking of, you know, some kind of interesting teams that we're not typically used to seeing be um, uber successful? Texas Tech kind of amazes me at 13. They they generally are able to put a, a team on the floor that's pretty stout, and I'm I'm kind of surprised they're, you know, rated at 13. Uh, but when you look at their, you know, preseason, they haven't had a stellar preseason, but they put up some play, you know, they put a lot of points on the board. Mm-hmm. Um, Crichton, as I recall, they, they always are, a, a, you know, a good team. They're able to recruit well. Um, they just they generally are able to put a good team on the floor. So I'm not real surprised by Creighton, Creighton, and Missouri. I mean, they come out of left field, mm-hmm. you know. Totally. Uh, never thought they, you know, never thought they'd be that high this early in the season. So. All right, at eight, nine, and ten, we have Texas, West Virginia, and Iowa. So for me, Iowa is one of the most talented teams in the country right now. But you know, they're also in that Big Ten category, and and it's Ways heavy playing in that conference, and who knows what will happen to Hawkeyes. I think they reached like pretty high, like three or something, and now they're down to 10. Uh, but personally, I love Texas this season. I think they got a lot of upside. They got a lot of talent on that team. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think they went and won that Maui Invitational that they yeah, actually they had in North Carolina. Yeah, yeah, the so, Maui Invitational in North Carolina. Yeah, it was, that was yeah. pretty good. Well, uh, nobody could travel to Hawaii, so <laughs> exactly. I mean, it made all kinds of sense. So, and as I recall, BYU was in that tournament too. Mm, that was that was last year, yeah. Oh, was that last year? Okay, I I, I kind of go with the Texas schools, Texas A and M, Texas. You know, they tend to put good players on. They got a lot of talent to draw from within the state of Texas. And and they tend to put good teams on the floor. Oh yeah. And, and the thing with Texas is, is you can always count on them being in the tournament, the NCAA tournament. Um, so you know, if they're not rolling right now, they'll be rolling by tournament time. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Our next three: Houston at five, Wisconsin at six, and Tennessee at seven. Uh, so you are kind of you do kind of have the soft spot for Wisconsin, and they've started off pretty good in this season. We, we know Houston pretty well because we're familiar with a lot of teams that play Houston. And then uh, Tennessee, who got a late start to their season is because of COVID. They're, they're playing pretty well right now. Yeah, uh, they're undefeated. But they, to me, they've kind of come out of left field on this thing because I, I, you just – you know, Tennessee's usually there at the end of the season, but you don't really see them much at the start of the season mm-hmm. being a factor. Well, they're getting a lot more attention than they usually do, I feel like, to begin the season. Uh, but out of Houston, Wisconsin, and Tennessee, who do you actually like more moving forward? Uh, they're all in different conferences that are all unique, um, but a lot can still change. But who do you like out of the three? Well, th- this is really a toss-up for me because I'm kind of a Houston fan, but I'm also a Wisconsin fan. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I kind of think it's great that they're not playing in the same conference because they can advance in their own way mm-hmm. as the season goes on. Um Really, I'd have a hard time rooting against either one of them. Um, 
And I, I wouldn't mind seeing them play each other, to be honest with mm, you, at some yeah. point along the season. That'd be interesting. I mean, that'd be a good game, actually. So Houston started their American Conference play, right? And they won their first two games, and then they lost this close game to Tulsa. Uh, is that at all, you know, is that just a bump in the road for Houston? Because they seem like the best team in the conference, but a loss to Tulsa, who I wouldn't typically think is a great team in the conference. Um, what do you make of that? Well, they could have been looking beyond Tulsa. Who did they play after that? Let's see. They play. They play SMU again. They might have been looking beyond Tulsa, and it was only a one-point loss. So no, no, it was a close game. I mean, I mean you know, is it really cause for concern? In my book, it's not. Mm. You know, maybe it was a wake-up call too. Sure. Well, you just mentioned earlier that you got to keep the conference, uh, you know, the conference uh, losses to a minimum. So if you if you just let stuff start sliding, then you never know what could happen, right? Yeah, exactly. So our top, uh, let's go two through four, and then we'll talk a little bit more about the number one team, Baylor at two. To. Yeah, I know you want to. <laughs> Baylor at two, Kansas at three, and Villanova at four. So you say you're surprised by Baylor. Um, but they got a lot of talent this year, and, I mean, they they look pretty good. Their game against Gonzaga, I think, got postponed. Uh, I don't know when it's being rescheduled. I hope it gets rescheduled, but they're supposed to play Gonzaga, hopefully. I think they're playing right now against like, Alcron State or something. Yeah, and they're winning 98-61. to 61. That game's almost over. So is Baylor for real this year, do you think? Well, can they challenge Kansas in the Big 12? They did beat Kansas State, who is generally a good team, mm-hmm. along with Kansas. They beat Washington pretty stoutly, actually. Um, you know, I think Baylor might be for real this year. I really, I really do. I'm, I'm, I'm shocked, to be honest with you. That's why I said when they were rated at number two, I was kind of like, where did Baylor come from mm-hmm. in this whole yeah. thing? The other two, uh, you know... You all, the Villanova is always a powerhouse, and Kansas. I mean, I'm not surprised. I should say, I guess, about Kansas no, and Villanova, yeah, of three or four. And you, in my mind, you could switch them around. And, and matter of fact, when I think about it, Kansas really never has a let up. They they are no. for some reason that team is constantly one of the perennial better teams. And I think they went in highly seated in the tournament last year. That didn't happen. Yeah. Well, Kansas, their only loss is to Gonzaga. So you got a pretty good little uh, season going right here, I think. Yeah, they do. Yeah. So the number one team in the nation, uh, like we just said, it is Gonzaga. And um, they, they're out of the WCC. I think they get, you know, they, they get more respect now that they are consistently playing bigger schools and performing better. Um, but you know, I watched. I've watched Gonzaga play a couple games now, <laughs> and you said you just watched their game against Dixie State that happened. What did you say last it, night? It was last night. Yeah. yeah, and you said it was very impressive from Gonzaga. You felt bad for Dixie State. Well, Dixie State just got handled every way you could get handled. I mean, uh-huh. and and you know, I felt bad for Dixie State because they're they're moving up to a Division One school this year, and you know, you got to play who you're scheduled to play against. But <laughs> sure. Dang, that was just tough to watch for mm. those kids. I'm sure it was. I mean, when you think about the talent that Gonzaga puts on the floor and then you think about that they're in the WCC, it, it kind of doesn't make sense in a lot of ways because they almost seem like they're a, a power, like a Pac-12 team with the type of talent they can oh, put out. 
I think they would dominate the Pac-12 oh, if they yeah. ever went in there. I mean, I yeah, think I they think would it'd too. Be a, you know, a really cleaning on the deal. I think uh, I think the one we need to watch is we need to watch uh, Gonzaga and San Francisco. Yeah, I was just going to ask that, you about that. That's going to be this Saturday. Um, San Francisco is able to play the West Coast Conference teams as hard as anybody in the nation can play them. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's um, – I'm not seeing here. Is that game at San Francisco or is it at Gonzaga? It's at Gonzaga. Is it? Yeah. Well, Gonzaga will probably pull it out, you know. But I think it'll be a close game. I think it'll be a lot closer yeah. than – than no, what they've had so far. Do you think there's a challenger in the West Coast Conference right now for Gonzaga? I mean, you got St. Mary's, BYU, San Francisco. Pepperdine is pretty good this year, too. Uh, any of those teams have a chance I, at I think when you pulling get, the conference away? Well, when you get on the home-and-home, home, we already know that BYU is capable of beating Gonzaga at mm-hmm. home uh, and even on the road, for that matter. And here again, San Francisco, I mean, you just can't ever count those guys out. Um St. Mary's is always a powerhouse. I, I don't know. I guess we're just going to have to see how the season unrolls. You want to see more games in, yeah, the, in the West Coast? Yeah, I think Coast. so. Yeah, that's fair. I think that's fair to say. Uh, so that's our rankings. There are a few teams just outside the rankings. you got like Xavier, San Diego, North Carolina, Arkansas, BYU's receiving votes, Georgia, Indiana. Uh, are, is there any team outside of the rankings that you think has a fair, legitimate like shot at being ranked? Well, I want to say BYU, but but I have to be realistic about BYU because the reality is is this is basically a brand new team. Mm-hmm. You know, they they lost three or four of their highest scoring players last year uh, from last year, I should say. Um, I've I have watched BYU's games this year. I think they're gelling. Yeah, um, they have better. They haven't seemed to me like they've had any horrendous letdowns. Um, you know, there's there's some other teams. I think Arkansas does have a chance of making it in. I like Arkansas right now, actually. I really do. Uh, what about the Aztecs at San Diego State? I mean, they're kind of in a similar situation as BYU. They lost a lot of talent, but they did go on the – they hosted BYU and beat them, and then they beat St. Mary's, and they got a win against Arizona State and UCLA. So the Aztecs looking pretty good here. Yeah, here again, I think the farther west you go from the – Eastern media, the less respect you get. Um, San Diego may be one of those teams that comes in and, and shocks us. Mm. So. Well, I, do, I just do say San Diego because they are ranked in the coaches' poll, um, and Xavier's ranked in the coaches' poll too. So there, there's, once again, a little difference. Uh, but do you, <laughs> when you look at polls, do you like the coaches' poll or the AP poll better? Like, which do you usually agree with more? <laughs> well, it's, it's not a question of agreeing with it more. <laughs> or less, I think it's a question in my mind of who's the better judge of talent, mm-hmm. you know, sports reporters or coaches. And I tend to put a little more credibility into the coaches' poll mm-hmm. only because I, I think they can, you know, they can watch a game and they can better judge talent, mm-hmm. shall we say. No, I agree. <laughs> um, so I, I just, I like the coaches' poll better than mm-hmm. AP poll. Of course. All right. Uh, is there anything else you want to add about the rankings as, as we look at them or anything we didn't talk about? Well, I sure wished, and this is probably a subject we don't even want to get into, but I, I really wish that the NCAA football could come up with a similar way of ranking their teams as the basketball does because, you know, we've talked about the CFP poll 
all football season long. Yeah. And it's just, it's... It's not great. It's an abysmal mess is mm-hmm. what it is. So, no, I think we're good. I think we can move on. Do you want to move on to bracketology? Yeah, now? let's go to bracketology. Okay. Uh, I think we'll get like halfway through. So let's just talk about like two regions. We'll take a break and then uh, we'll come back with the rest of what we got. Uh, so let's start in region one. How's that sound? Well, if we talk about region one, of course, number one team in region one is Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. So we didn't have to travel too far there. You know, looking at Region 1, I think it's going to be a pretty pretty interesting matchups all the way through that region. So the way, if you guys aren't familiar with Bracketology, it's on it's on ESPN. That's what we're looking at right now. It's a guy named Joe Landardi that does it. He kind of goes through, ranks all the teams where he thinks they'll fall in the March Madness tournament. I think I find it very interesting. Uh, honestly, he gets a lot of things right in the end because he does. because he's really smart and does a Sometimes good job. Sometimes I really hate how good he is about it. Yeah, <laughs> right. Because there's some teams in here that you're like, man, that team should be in there, but they're not. Yeah, exactly. Um, what do you make of Texas actually having the second seed right now uh, in Region One? That that to me is very interesting. Yeah, that uh, he's seeing something in Texas that I haven't seen yet. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not putting Texas down when I say that. It's just that he's seeing something in Texas that I have not mm-hmm. personally seen so far. So there's always good matchups when we talk, like, well, potential matchups, I guess, because this is all theoretical. This isn't, like, confirmed or happening or anything. Uh, but when we kind of look at this Region 1 bracket, what's the game that you would like to see played when we look at the teams matched up here? In the Region 1 bracket, the ones that I would be really interested in is an Illinois-Clemson matchup. Mm, yes, you know, in the second round. Yeah, okay. Yeah, in the second round. Uh, I think Texas Tech against Oregon would be an interesting game, too, in the second round. Oh, yeah, that'd be good. Uh, in I the like, first round, uh, I don't know, that Xavier-NC State yeah, game. That's what I was just thinking, too. Yeah, that that could be a, a barn burner. a real good you know? game. Yeah. I like that one for sure. It looks like NC State's a new addition to his, his bracketology, so that's... That's pretty interesting. Uh, what do you th- what do you think about two of the play-in teams being in Region 1? Uh, you have the 11 and the 16 seed play-in games being in the same region. they got to put them somewhere, right? Right. And so, yeah, let's put them in Region 1. Why not? You know. Well, I just ask because there's, there's not one in Region 4, and I'm, I'm more the kind of person that would like to see, like, one play-in team in each region. Uh, but I don't know. I guess I'm just weird like that. Yeah. If... If Region 1 did play out, like, today, I guess you could say, uh, would it be a safe bet that we see Gonzaga win this first region? Uh, just looking at the bracketology, I, I see... Uh, so, I think Gonzaga will, will run the table on on their bracket. Um, and then, boy, it'd really be a toss-up in my mind between Illinois and Clemson as to who comes out, uh, you know, in the final playing mm-hmm. against... Yeah. Gonzaga. Oh, so so you would you would pass up on Texas too, huh? Yeah, I I mean I probably stupid of me, but um, I could see I could see Illinois and Clemson advancing pretty pretty mm-hmm. readily. All right, interesting. Okay, so uh, I'm, I can't wait for March Madness already. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, <laughs> I hope we have a March Madness. Oh, this me year. too. Uh, one of my favorite things is just filling out the brackets and seeing yeah. what everyone does. I always love your brackets because you always got like, uh, oh, who do you always pick? Yeah, uh, Michigan State or Duke. Kansas? Duke. Duke is. You're always picking like the Duke same Duke has <laughs> hurt me. In fact, was it last year or the year before? I didn't pick Duke. 
because they had burned me so many years in a row, uh, and then I'll be darned that they got into the final four. Yeah, and they did really good. <laughs> and they did really good. Yeah, so, sometimes you got to be consistent, I guess. Yeah, I guess. All right, uh, should we go to Region 2, or do you want to go like straight down to Region 4? Oh, let's go to Region 4. All right, Region 4. Cool. So we got Kansas is the number one team in this region. Uh, it kind of makes sense based on that. Uh, their their AP rankings is three, though. So would you push back on that and say that it should actually be Villanova over here in Region 4? No, I think I think the bracketology is okay. I, I like Kansas coming out of that Region 4 all the way through, to be honest with you. Um, the, the matchup that I'd kind of like to watch is Kansas and Ohio State, if it came down to that one. That'd be a good one. Um, the other one would be uh, North Carolina and Colorado. I think that could be an interesting Yeah, matchup. that could be good. Uh, wow. I mean, Colorado, they'd have to get past Wisconsin, and then North Carolina would have to get past Creighton. That, that'd be very March Madness, though, right? Yeah, like, it would. That would be. It really would. Um, is there anyone else in this region that kind of surprises you? Because uh, I'm a little surprised Michigan State down in an eight seed right now in the bracketology. Uh, but what about you? The, the one that surprises me that's even in there is Toledo. Mm. At Out 13. of the Mac, huh? Yeah. Yeah, at, at 13. I, well, I don't know. That might be putting a lot more into that team than what I... So they must be the favorites in that conference as it stands because, you know, I, I don't feel like Toledo is typically a team that comes out of the MAC. Um, the standings right now, it looks like Bowling Green, Ball State, and Toledo are at the top. So I don't know, maybe... Uh, Maybe we should be watching some Toledo games, huh? <laughs> yeah, maybe. They might be the ones that really shock us this year. <laughs> um, are you at all surprised with the uh, Northwestern and how they're doing? They, they're currently slotted in at 11, and they got a national ranking right now. Northwestern, not typically a basketball program They're not at all. typically a basketball program, but they've really improved the last, oh, well, I'm going to say the last four to five years. I, mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. like Northwestern is kind of coming of age. Um. I'm not familiar with their coaching staff that much, but I, I think those guys are doing a pretty good job of building that program. They must be. I mean, I'm very impressed with what they're doing. Okay, last question out of Region 4, I guess, or last thing we can think about, is if there was any lower seed in this region to upset a higher-seeded team, who do you think it would be? Uh, well, I would go with Toledo okay. as a possibility. Uh, another one that I kind of that jumped out at me is New Mexico State. Oh, New Mexico State and Creighton, yeah, that yeah. would be. Yeah, they uh, New Mexico State. You know, I remember back in past years they've they've had some very good basketball teams. Yeah, they have actually, and they can they typically put some good talent on the floor. That would be that'd be some interesting matchups. Um, all right, so we'll take a break. Uh, we'll come back. We'll talk about the other two regions in bracketology, and then we'll go over some conference standings. Kind of like the major ones or any other conferences that Chris wants to talk about. So we'll be right back. Break. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you guys enjoyed the break. We're doing college basketball talk today. Chris is joining me. It's been a good show so far. We're going to continue to go over the rest of Bracketology, talk some conference standing updates and, and such. Uh, but if you're interested, go ahead and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We'd love to have you guys on there. Um, and if you want to send us in some listener questions, we'd love to answer. Uh, you can email us at electricsportstalk at gmail.com. Obviously, you guys know we do all sorts of shows about... We do sports and only yeah, sports. Yeah, <laughs> and a, a bunch of sports. I mean, UFC, uh, 
college basketball, football, NFL, anything yeah, you guys want to talk about. February when NASCAR starts. Oh, up. yeah. And, Chris, you'll be back for NASCAR. That that must be what you're excited for, right? Yes, I am. Okay, cool. All right, let's continue talking some uh, bracketology here from ESPN's Joe Lindardi. Uh, region 2. The Baylor's leading that region. Tennessee in the second seed right now. You got Iowa at three and Rutgers at four. Um, I see a new addition here is Boise State into the tournament. Obviously, they've taken the lead as the favorite in the Mountain West. Wow. Uh, what do you make of Boise State here? <laughs> uh, well, you know, good things happen to good programs. And basically, Boise State's had a good football program for a number of years. And now it's starting to reap rewards in, in the basketball program, mm-hmm. it looks to me like. You know, they're getting good recruiting and uh, looks like, you know, they're becoming a power, at least in the Mountain West. The Mountain West is a tough conference in my mind. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because you've got uh, schools that are perennial basketball schools. You know, Wyoming, Utah State, uh, you know. That's, San Diego State, yeah. Yeah, San Diego State. That, that's a tough conference. Really, it is. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, Boise State is re- leading the conference right now. Utah State right on the hills. So it's a it's an interesting conference, I think, where you're going here. Is there anyone out of Region 2 that you would favor actually to make it to the Final Four over the one seed here, Baylor? Well, I you know, San Diego State jumps out at me. They have the potential of being there. I, I think other than Baylor and San Diego State, I, I don't really see anybody that's going to advance to the Final Four. You're not too much on the Iowa train, hype train? No, no, I'm not on the Iowa train. That's interesting. I, uh, I know Iowa, you know, puts on a good, good basketball program. Mm. But I'm I'm not on the Iowa train. I'm sorry. So, <laughs> okay, that's fine. Uh, what do you make of records? That's typically they're not known for much of sports. Honestly, like football, basketball, or I, I can't really think of much sports that they're known well, for. Well, Rutgers has always been able. To, they truly have been able to put a good basketball team on the court. Mm, okay. Um, you know they're an up and down program, but. I think I'm trying to remember if it was last year or the year before. They had a pretty good program. Uh, I'm thinking it was two years ago. Mm-hmm. So you know, and and I don't. It, it's almost impossible to follow every one of these teams close enough right. to really know what their ins and outs are. Right. So I don't know where they're at on on uh, upperclassmen and lowerclassmen and that sort of thing. So maybe this is going to be a good year for Rutgers. Maybe they've got be. some you know lowerclassmen that have moved up and are producing for them. All right, we'll ask the same question as we did in Region 4. If if there was a, a an upset out of these these teams here, uh, who would you pick, and uh, how likely do you think it would be that it would actually happen? Okay, I have two coming out of here, possibly. I'm going to pick uh, number five, San Diego State. I don't know how much of an upset that would be because they are number five. But I'd also pick 11, Boise State. Oh, to run it, huh? Yeah. Wow. I Maybe I could see that happen. Uh, honestly, uh, it's possible because there's been 11 seeds that have made the run before. It'd be, it'd be very interesting. Um, as, as we kind of look through here, uh, I guess I should have mentioned this at the start, but everything, if you notice, is in one location, right? It's all Indianapolis. Yeah. Uh, what do you make of the idea that there'll be you know, a single location, it'll all be played in Indianapolis, and how do you think that might work for March Madness? Well, it okay, so... Basically, what they're doing is they're emulating the NBA bu- bubble that they had down in Orlando at the end of the NBA season last year, mm-hmm. which worked. As I recall, the NBA was able to get through that pretty much COVID-free. Yeah, it did pretty well. And um, I guess the, the quality of play was good. Now, some people may look at Indianapolis and go, why Indianapolis? Well, Indianapolis 
has a huge number of hotels and motels, well, hotels, we'll say, that they could easily put into this, uh, you know, NCAA bubble mm-hmm. and keep everybody in quarantine and, and really ha- make a good tournament out of it. So I'm not shocked that it's all in Indianapolis. And I actually think it has the potential, mm-hmm. you know, of really being a good tournament, except it kind of deals out all the other cities. But I don't see that they've got an alternative. So is is there a possibility that we could actually see a, a shrunken – uh, bracket a uh, bracket here, like there could be less teams included. No, I think they could handle the whole. Yeah, you think you could, they can do? Yeah, this I, I think I know they've got the capability of housing them. Mm-hmm. You know, all through the initial stages of it. So I I think it could. I think the tournament will work. Yeah. No, I mean I hope it does too because it in March Madness has got to be one of the most entertaining things in in sports, right? Like. It's well, so and I, I don't think that they made this decision to go to Indianapolis lightly. I think they really mm-hmm. sat down and analyzed it. And as I recall, when they've had uh, preliminary games in Indianapolis in the past, they've really been pretty good. Oh know, yeah, pretty yeah. good tournaments there. So, I, I agree. Yeah, I think it's the capabilities there. Cool. Well, let's move on to Region Three. We'll talk a little bit about this, uh, and then we'll kind of talk about like. First four out, last four in, stuff like that. Because uh, it's kind of interesting down there. In Region 3, we got Villanova leading the way, and then Houston at a two seed, West Virginia at a three seed, Michigan at a four. Uh, is there anyone in this Region 3 that kind of sticks out to you right away or isn't in the top four that you'd like to talk about? I really don't want to do this, but I'm going to go with Duke as being a possibility of coming out of that region in good shape. Mm-hmm. Um, Vin- Villanova is a perennial basketball power. I mean, year on, year on, they they have good teams in the NCAA tournament year after year after year. So um, I, I think this bracket, to be right honest with you, one, you know, from top to bottom is actually the best matched up bracket of, of all. Really? Okay. That, that's just my opinion. From yeah, looking no, at I like here. this one. I like three and four, honestly, as far as as like the teams within the in the brackets. Um, is there any first-round matchups that you'd be particularly interested in when we look at Region 3? Uh, I would honestly be interested in seeing this uh, West Virginia Liberty game. That one would intrigue me a lot. And St. Louis and UCLA, too. I, I agree with both of them. Um, Houston and Colgate might actually be a more interesting game than it would appear on paper. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I guess the the one that keeps popping up to me is who does Duke play? Do they play USC or do they play Richmond? I oh, think yeah. the stronger matchup would be USC mm-hmm. uh, over Richmond, but so that one, yeah, well, I, I I'm curious about that. And one. Duke does have an interesting path here. I mean, it, say they did win their first round game in this you know mock bracket, they they match up against West Virginia, uh, which is a winnable game for them, and then they could potentially see Houston. Or a team like Louisville. I mean, yeah. You next thing you know, they're in the Elite Eight, and now you're talking like you know who they who they facing from the other region. That'd be pretty entertaining, actually. Yeah, it really would. Um, is there is there upset pick here for you in Region Three? I mean, I know that's kind of a constant theme we've had going, so we'll just keep it going. Is there anyone that you could see pulling off the upset? Uh, UCLA. Uh, they're they're the eight nine. <laughs> yeah, the eight nine. I could see I could see US, UCLA advancing. Um, haven't followed them this year, so I'm not sure 
how good of a team they have. But I just think back to all you know, all the glory years of UCLA. Yeah. And and they just never really let up. They always are able to put good players on the court. Mm-hmm. So uh, I actually do like uh, USC if they could get past Duke to be like one of your sleeper dark horses in this region too. Um, and keep in mind, this is all like mock stuff and just bracketology. So it's just for fun. But, uh, you know, USC, I've watched them play two games this year and they actually have a really good team. So I like a lot of what they're doing. All right, uh, let's talk about on-the-bubble teams here. We got the last four buys, LSU, Syracuse, NC State, and Stanford. Lindardi says the last four in is Richmond, UConn, USC, and SMU. He says the first four out are BYU, Oklahoma, Maryland, Seton Hall, and the next four out are Oklahoma State, Arizona, Ole Miss, and Providence. Um, so let's talk about the the eight that he has out of the bracket, missing it first. Um, and you have, a, you have a BYU team here and a Seton Hall team here that I think are actually really good that he has outside the bracket. What do you make of that? I think it's too soon to tell. Yeah, of course. I mean, I, I okay, it's all fun and games. Nobody really knows anything yet. I mean, what do we played? Most most any teams have played is maybe 10 total games. Oh, yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. So I I just. Some of say them that, haven't even got that. To say, yeah. To say that those four, the first four out is way too you know, way too far. And way too to be soon. honest okay. with you, I'm I'm blown away by the fact he's got Maryland as one of the first four out. Yeah, I mean Maryland's not standing out to me too much. Um or well, how do you mean that exactly? Like Well, Maryland perennial uh good organization and good teams on the floor. I mean Oh, yeah, so you th- you would imagine they'd actually be in. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Would. And that's why I say I to have him one of the first have them one of the first four out just kind of Hmm. Boy, I don't know about right. that one. Well, got to think that one through. So a that's bit. funny because I kind of, I kind of disagree. I think they are. Uh, I don't think even know if they're really a first four out type of team. So you know, I mean, there's like you said, no one really knows. Uh, yeah. But I find it always interesting to watch this stuff. Uh, do, you, do you have anything to say about the top eight that are getting the nod? Does the last eight teams kind of in here? NC State, they're a good. They're a good program again. I, I hate to keep sounding like a broken record about all these, but boy, when you start watching college basketball, <laughs> you really do have a lot of good teams nationwide. Oh yeah, of course you do. Yes, and and so NC State, uh, I I can see them, you know, being, you know, hanging on longer. Uh, and you've talked about USC, so yeah, you know. Cool. Um, so let's jump into the conference standings and kind of how some of those are shaking out. I, I think what we'll do is we'll just kind of like talk about the major ones, say who's our favorite in each one, and, and then we'll just kind of go down the list. Uh, so let's start with like the major ones, and then if there's any like, you know, lower ones that you want to talk well, about, do you want to talk then about, we can come you, back to Do them. you consider the West Coast Conference a major conference? Um, well... We'll go through here. I mean, I'll, they got the number one team in the nation. I'll so. tell you my major conferences, and then if there's any we miss that you want to go back and talk about, we'll go back to it, okay? Okay. All right, so let's start in the American. Uh, right now, it's very early, but SMU, Wichita State, obviously uh, in the front here. Houston's a big favorite. I think Memphis has a lot of traction. Uh, personally, I would be thinking about a team like Houston coming out of this conference. Uh, how do you see the American right now? Uh, I lean towards Houston out of all of them. SMU, perennial powerhouse. Uh, but, but yeah, I'm kind of leaning toward, you know, I, I'm looking at Houston. 
What about a team like Wichita State? They got any uh, any real estate in your mind here? Well, not really. But here again, you know, it's early in the season yet. Haven't seen them play. They are two and zero. I guess I guess all you can do is say, well, they're two and zero, so <laughs> they're the powerhouse, right? Uh, okay, we'll move on to the Atlantic Ten or the A Ten. Um, you got only one conference game played with a lot of these guys, so we won't worry too much about their conference games. Uh, but I like St. Louis in this conference right now. Um, I, I like them and VCU. They're kind of typical. I was pretty big on Richmond to start the season, but I'm not as much. Um, but what do you think about the A10? Um, Massachusetts intrigues me in the A10. Platitudes, you know, you hate to keep using platitudes, but Massachusetts, it, it, it just something about that school. They tend to mm. put a good good program together. All right, very interesting. There's, a, there's, I mean, they're still getting in. They're just starting to get into like their conference play. So there's a lot to be said there. We'll expand more as we keep doing episodes. Uh, the ACC, which is typically one of the stronger conferences for basketball, it's very jostled around right now. Uh, it looks like you have Virginia Tech at the top. Um, I do like, in a lot of ways, though, Virginia. Um, I think a Notre Dame team could potentially do well. Um, but the team I'm really watching for is, is like NC State because – I, I kind of have a good feeling about NC State, and it doesn't seem like anyone in the pat in the ACC is really like, putting themselves out in front right now. Um, but what about you? I have a hard time looking past Syracuse consistently in this conference. They always seem, you know, to put a good season together. Mm. I have a hard time looking past them. Um, another, you know, another team that I have a hard time looking past always is Notre Dame. They don't have quite as strong a basketball program as they do football. But I think Notre Dame could be, you know, one of those teams that might shock all of us. All right. The Big hey. 12, timeout. Timeout. Okay, we're back. <laughs> okay, we're back. <laughs> yeah, the Big 12 is uh, where we're going to go next. Big 12. It's very competitive this year. Uh, like I kind of said, though, I like Texas. So i got a good feeling about Texas. Uh, but I also kind of like a team – uh, like Kansas, obviously, because they're always like the best team in the Big 12. Uh, but that's kind of where I'm leaning right now. Right now, it looks like Kansas, Baylor, Texas at the top, and your bottom feeders right now, surprisingly, are Iowa State and Oklahoma State. Don't ever look past TCU in the Big 12. Oh, you kind of like TCU too, huh? Yeah, I think they're, you know, they have the capability of putting a good season together. Were they your favorites in the Big 12? No. No, my favorite in the Big 12 is, is always. Always will be and always has been Kansas. Man, so generic, aren't you? Well, <laughs> it's hard to buck a system that works year in and year out. Sure. Okay. Uh, the Big East, I like the Big East this year. It's going to be pretty competitive, actually, I think. I think, you know, Villanova could get a little bit of competition, honestly. I, a team like Providence I look at, I tend to like a lot here, as well as Xavier. Um, but I think my favorite is still Villanova in the Big East, and uh, Creighton will be hot on the hills as well. Uh, you know, what's happened to Georgetown? Georgetown used to be the dominating school in this conference, and I just can't figure out what's happened to them. Yeah, I mean, time, you know, time. Yeah, and time. Same with UConn, too, right? Like, yeah, they used yeah. to be really good in this conference. This you catches know, up with programs, always, I guess. The team that always, I don't know, jumps out at you at the end of the season and you know going into the tournament is Xavier mm. it seems like year in and year out they are always able you know hey look at us we're here yeah you they know. always tend to do well towards the end of the season but you know what makes me mad whenever I pick them in March Madness 
they never do very well. <laughs> well, that's not true. They've done good in the in March Madness. Well, it's probably when I don't pick them. <laughs> well. All right. Uh, the Big Ten is where we're going to go. So the Big Ten is, I think it's the most competitive conference in NCAA basketball right now. Uh, it's more competitive than the ACC this year, I think. And they're they're well in their into conference play right now. You know, some of them have played up to four games. It's very muddled though. Like there's no undefeateds that have played the four games. Michigan's at two and zero in conference and seven zero overall. So I mean, but look at how many teams are ranked in the Big Ten. It's crazy. So you look at Michigan <laughs> at two and zero, and you think, okay, can they hold it? Mm-hmm. But then you think back to years past with Michigan, and you think, yeah, they can hold it because mm-hmm. they've done it before. Yeah. Um, the team that really intrigues me in the Big Ten is always Illinois. Illinois, okay. You know, it, it they always are the team that just just really jumps out at me in the Big Ten. Um, Iowa on year in on you know on year in and out, they do tend to have a good program. Wisconsin, I think, could be one of the high, you know, one of the better teams in this conference too. But yeah, I, I kind of look at Illinois. What do you think of Michigan State's zero and three start in Big Ten play? Boy, that's a <laughs> that's a tough one. I I just I don't agree. I I mean, Michigan State was in the Final Four what two years ago? Yeah, not too long ago. I mean, yeah, I, they're consistently yeah. I'm just scratching my head four. and going, okay, what's happened to Michigan State? Yeah, this year? very interesting. I mean, they did. You lose. know, I I'd like to do a deep dive into their team and actually see what they've got in the way of underclassmen and that because maybe they're just a really young team. Well, sounds like you'll be doing some research this week. Um, oh, hey, they got, did lose got some my homework assignment. <laughs> they did lose some talent in the draft, so I, I guess that's contributing. But they started the season six and zero, and then they. Go zero and three to start conference. I mean, wow, crazy. Uh, I like Iowa in this conference right now, and uh, part of me wants to say I like Rutgers, but I'm not too sure on them right now. Yeah, let's go down to the Mountain West. I guess. Uh, I'm sure, Chris will be bringing us back to some other conferences that we're missing here. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, but the Mountain West. So Boise State and Utah State, like we said a little earlier, at the top, and I like Boise State in this conference. Actually, they they're doing a lot of good things. Uh, I also like San Diego State in this conference. Wyoming surprisingly having a really good start to their season after a very poor season last year. They're six and one right now. Um, but what do you what do you think here in the Mountain West? I'm I'm kind of surprised Wyoming hasn't played a single game yet. Mm. Um, well, I guess they played games. They just they haven't played Mountain West game. Yeah, yeah, they haven't played any Mountain West games. You know, Wyoming. You never count Wyoming out. At least I never have in the Mountain West. Um, the other team that I think is intriguing to me is Nevada in the Mountain West. Nevada, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, I I can see them. They they have improved literally every year since they came into the Mountain West Conference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I guess I kind of skimmed over Nevada there. I didn't see them sitting there at third. That's that's a good shout. Um, anything else to add about the Mountain West? You always kind of root for Air Force, you know. They, yeah, you like Air Force. Well, I mean, you know, they they can't put the biggest guys on the floor because you know you can only be so big and fit <laughs> into a fighter a fighter plane, you know. So the the Air Force has got some serious recruiting restrictions, I guess, for lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. But they always seem to have, at least in the past, they always had an interesting team to watch. Mm, exactly. You know, smaller guys, but really quick. Yeah, 
fun to fun to watch play. Yeah, fun to watch. And uh, <laughs> and, and I'm kind of a blow the rim kind of type of style game. of basketball. Mm-hmm. I, I like the below the rim style of basketball. Mm, nice. Old school, huh? Yeah, old school. Old yeah. school. All right. We'll move on to the Ohio Valley Conference. Um this one kind of similar to Mountain West, I think, in a lot of ways. But Belmont and Jacksonville State actually leading the way so far in the early going. Um, I'm a big fan of Belmont in this conference. I think uh, they continue to do well. Moorhead State is the one that jumps out at me. You like Moorhead. Okay, that's, that's uh, an interesting shout. Yeah, and Austin Pay. Oh, really? Aust- Austin Pay is another team that's always intrigued me. I, maybe it's the name. I don't know, but I've always <laughs> I've always thought that was a cool name for a school. All right, the Pac-12 is where we'll go next. And I don't want to talk about any the listeners. No, any I'm, listeners to the the college football show know you that can't. You make love the me Pac-12. Say good things about the Pac-12. Well, you don't have to say good things about the Pac-12. <laughs> okay, they're all they all stink. <laughs> Washington State is in the lead in this conference Look right now. Look how bad BYU beat Utah. I know. I agree. I mean, you know, I mean, here's a team that they're saying is the first out of the conference in BYU, and they handled Utah like they were a bunch of high school hey, kids. I don't disagree. There's been a lot of bad play in the Pac-12 so far. Uh, there's actually been quite a few WCC teams either beating or playing really well with Pac-12 teams. Uh, okay, so Arizona and Arizona State they generally put good teams on the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I read it, you're, gonna, you're twisting my arm, Ty. Stop. It's starting to hurt. Uh, <laughs> um, Cal, they always have a pretty good basketball team. And you mentioned USC. They're 5-1 and one on the season. But Washington State's the one that jumps out at you. Mm-hmm. They, no. Yeah, very I'm, interesting. So uh, I like USC in this conference. I, just from what I've seen, they've got to be my favorites moving forward. Uh, let's go to the SEC. This is where it gets pretty... Pretty weird, I think. So you got conference play just beginning in this in this conference. Lots of good competition in the SEC right now. Uh, you got ranked teams in Missouri, Tennessee, and then you got some guys like right on the edge of being ranked. I think with Georgia, Arkansas, uh, teams like that. Maybe even Auburn a little bit too. Well, they're six and two. I mean, don't count them out. Mm-hmm. But what do you think about the SEC and and some of the teams in here? I, I look to see. You know, we talked about Missouri. They were the they were the team that jumped out at us. I think we should stick with Missouri through the year, and probably ought to look at Georgia. I, they've played like a lot of games compared to some of the other teams. So they're seven and zero, and Arkansas the you know is eight and zero. So those two teams might be the ones that might end up carrying the SEC conference. Mm-hmm. But I, I just kind of think that you need to look at Missouri. You kind of keep need to keep your eye on them because they're in the top 25 right now. Mm-hmm. So Kentucky is 1-6 to start the season overall. I mean, what do you make of how crazy Kentucky's start to the season has been? The perennial powerhouse in all of college I, The basketball. only thing I can think about University of Kentucky right now is, is they must have a, a ton of underclassmen on that team. Yep. I mean that's that's the only thing I can think of here well, because don't you really think like this this COVID year where you didn't have like much of an off season you couldn't really get together affects young players like that? Oh, absolutely. Young players need court time. I mean, there's just no getting around it. They need preseason tournaments. They need practices. You know the whole package, and they're not getting that this year. Hmm. Well, 
least so far they haven't. Yeah, been it's it's been tough. That's for sure. Um, I'm going to stick with you though. I like Missouri in this conference. They're they're very intriguing to me. I also like Alabama and Arkansas though. So oh, of course you would. Mm-hmm, I do. <laughs> uh, and a team further down that I kind of like too is uh, Florida. They haven't played very many games, but I think they got some real talent this year. So let's go to. Hmm, let's make a stop in the West Coast Conference to finish it out, and then whichever conferences you'd like to go back and talk about. Uh, Chris. Well, if we touch on the West Coast Conference, I think I'll be pretty satisfied. Okay, with the whole cool. Program. Um, and as we go, as we do more episodes and stuff, we'll try and mix up the conferences a little and talk about a few others and everything. Um, no disrespect, but some of the conferences are just more interesting to talk about. <laughs> so yeah, the WCC, yeah, the WCC is got the number one team in the nation and some pretty decent teams this season, actually. I think. Um, but besides Gonzaga, who do you like in the WCC? <laughs> of course, BYU at nine and two on the season. I mean, you can't look past that. You know, um, St. Mary's is always always a really good team and i'll i'll just be really bold right now i would put any one of the west coast conference teams against any pack 12 team and i think that they would probably handle them uh i'd say like except san diego because they're well, not very good you, this year yeah but i mean i don't know what san diego is i i've i've watched them come in and play byu and get creamed up here in provo and yet BYU go down there and play San Diego at San Diego and just absolutely get handled. Yeah. Yeah, and, San Diego is interesting. And so, you know, I don't think their one in the three record indicates the quality of the team at all. I mean, that's only four games compared to nine. Mm-hmm. Of course. On the other end. So, you know, you can't really, I don't know. What's the likelihood Gonzaga uh, goes undefeated in the regular season? Or do you think one team, I, maybe I two teams will Gonzaga beat them? I don't think Gonzaga can run the table. Mm. Okay. In conference play. And I'll come back to what I said earlier. You never want to overlook San Francisco against Gonzaga. You never want to overlook St. Mary's against Gonzaga. And mm-hmm. I like to think you never want to look past BYU. Well, uh, let's see. Gonzaga's last game of the season will be at BYU. So if they get there, then showdown time, I think, because uh, – that game in Provo last year with BYU and Gonzaga. Oh, that was absolutely yeah. crazy. That was a great game. We were at that game, and that that was the wildest reaction to a win I've ever seen anywhere. Yeah, I mean, cool. it was it was unbelievable. Very cool. Um, so I guess we'll see. I mean, WCC is entertaining. I think it's uh, honestly, I think it's one of the more overlooked conferences in college basketball because it's on the West Coast, but that is just my opinion. Uh, so was there any conferences that we missed that you wanted to come back and talk about a little bit, um, or what do you think? Well, you know, let's, let's, let's give an honorable mention here to the WAC conference. Utah Valley, I mean, how can you look past Utah mm-hmm. Valley ever? You know, they, they've played some really tremendous games that I've watched. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't get the TV time in that, but still in all, um, I, I think we – you know, need to give the whack uh, a nod. And then, you know, the big sky. I mean, bless their hearts, you know. <laughs> they, they, but they just play in a, a, a really secondary conference. But, you know, like Weber State, Montana State, they've all had 
good teams at one time or another. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Uh, is there is there a team that might have a potentially really good season in the Big Sky this year that's going to be that Big Sky team, you think? Well, the past few years, it's kind of been like Weber State and Montana have been really good. Yeah, yeah. Eastern um, Washington a couple of years ago was great. I watched uh, Weber State play, I think, was it BYU? I can't remember who they were playing. But they played very strong in the first half, and then they just got outclassed and handled in the second half, and it was really disappointing, you know, the way that game came out. I, I think you need to look at Weber State, Montana and Idaho State. Mm, okay. As the three, three schools that might shine in that conference. All right. I like SUU too. I think though they're worth a mention oh, yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. I, agree I think with that. they got a, a some real talent this season for sure. Yeah. Um, that, that passed me on. I, I screwed that one. Nah, up. that's okay. Um is there is there anything else you want to talk about? Kind of just overall about college basketball that we missed or that you got on your mind? Well, the, the biggest thing about college basketball this year is I hope that we're able to put together a a season that isn't as splintered and as disorganized as the football season's mm-hmm. been. I just hope that well, these kids can stay healthy, that they can stay on the floor, and that they can put on a quality, uh, you know, program for us. Yeah. No, I'm excited. I And I think there have been, like, cancellations and everything throughout the season so far. But for the most part, it's been pretty good. Like, a lot of the teams have taken uh, good care of themselves, and it's nice to see, you know, that we can have basketball and keep everything safe. Yeah. Um, All right, so I guess we'll be back next week talking more college basketball, right? Yeah. I hope. I hope. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so we'll have to keep watching it, and uh, we'll just kind of play around with format and see what we like doing. But this was pretty good. I enjoyed it. hope you guys did, too. Uh, And I hope you guys have a good rest of your day. Peace out. for listening to this episode of Electric Sports Talk. Tune in next time as Ty Crystal and guests break down all things sports here on Electric Sports Talk. Our topics include all things soccer, football, basketball, mixed martial arts, motorsports, baseball, golf, hockey, Olympic, and world sports. If you like what we're doing here at Electric Sports Talk, get in touch with us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Or email us at electricsportstalk at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in. 